Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, everybody. We've done this show before in the past. Everybody was a huge fan of it and asked that we would do it again, so we're doing it today. We are reaching out to our Drinking Bros first responders for their craziest stories on duty. Um, last time, shit got wild, and uh, we're going to be calling them live on air to hear their craziest stories. And uh, for, you, for those of you who are out there who, who don't know, we have a, a private Drinking Bros page on Facebook. Uh, that, you just have to be fucking cool. Um, you can go into Facebook, type in Drinking Bros. It's a private group. Submit your name. Boom. You're in the club. As long as you're cool. You have to answer a few questions. Uh, once you're in, then we've got different segments of, of Drinking Bros. Drinking Bros Sports, um, which is why we're doing our, our Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show uh, on Wednesdays. And then uh, we get the Drinking Bros First Responders Unit. Um, anybody who's a first responder out there, feel free to join. It is, it is all, all your own kind at this point. And, uh, it's, it's just a fucking amazing, awesome group. And you guys are sick as fuck. And I love every bit of it. Uh, first we got some sponsors though, who pay for this whole fucking show to be on the air. And then we're going to start taking calls, uh, live. First and foremost, talking about when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. It's my new book. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm leading off with it. We are 14 days away. I am less than 1,400 copies away from the New York Times bestseller list. It is the sequel to At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, but truthfully, it's uh, the funniest book I've written. If you like sh- shooting people, killing people, drugs, and sex with multiple women, um, I, fuck, I can't even... Maybe hundreds. I, I, I don't even know. I couldn't even guess at a number in these books. Uh, you'll love this book. Um, the last one, Crush. Uh, I, was, I think it was like 400 copies short of the bestseller list last time. I don't want to be 400 copies short of this. Uh, please pre-order. All of those pre-orders count for opening week. Uh, and then after the first week, it starts over at zero. So you, you really need to hit it opening week or you don't have a shot at the bestseller list. I would greatly appreciate you going out and buying a, a hardback copy of A Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed, along with When Darkness Falls, He Doesn't Catch It. Uh, that, that's the new one. That is the new jam. And I'm, again, 1,400 copies away from the bestseller list. You can get it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Amazon's giving it to you day and date, though. Uh, it's live August 14th. Uh, next up, we've got BlackRifleCoffee.com. What can I say that hasn't been said about Black Rifle Coffee? Tastiest coffee in the land. They're doing it right, doing it tight, doing it all nights. Their coffee is, uh, boy, it's a premium roast to order coffee made directly in-house and then uh, bagged up and shipped out to you. They got K-Cups, they got bags, they got a, a ton of amazing blends. Uh, they also got that thin blue line uh, blend that I, I'd, I would peep out if I were you since we're doing a first responder show. And uh, we've got a run one-time promo code of Drinking Bros for 20% off. I would highly recommend that you use that on the Coffee Club of the Month program. Um, it, the coffee just gets delivered to your house. You don't even have to fucking leave or go to Costco or any of that shit. I get the K-Cups, I get the, the, the just black and the caffeinated as fuck. 
Uh, me and my wife drink different coffees, but they, they both get shipped to our house, and uh, it's great. It's about $4 cheaper than Costco. Um, boom, right to your house. Their apparel's amazing. Their, their mugs are amazing, and they got a bunch, a bunch of new ones in the store that are fucking dope as shit. Uh, so go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the one-time promo code of, of uh, Drinking Bros for 20% off. Uh, next up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is uh, man. They're they're in like forty bases now. I got a I got a text from uh, from Sean Matson, the uh, the CEO of Strikeforce Energy, and uh, they're they're on about look every base, uh, almost every base in the United States and then around the world. They've even got they're on the bases in Korea. Uh, they're in Fort Benning, uh, Carson, you name it. Shit, they're they're fucking everywhere. Um, but if you if you're not on base and you're just living out in the world, they ship everywhere in the entire world, which is dope. And uh, they've got four amazing flavors. Original, orange, make America grape again, and lemon. Uh, go to the website. They get a 10-pack, a 40-pack, or a 750-milliliter bottle that sits on your, your bar top or countertop. So you can just boom, boom, pop a couple of squirts in and go. I, I'm going to make a ringtone for that. Everybody keeps asking me for boom, boom. Uh, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off. And that's good every time, every single time there. Love, love uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Um, shit's only like 99 cents a package too, man. Just rip it open, squeeze it in your drink, you're good to go. Boom, summertime jams. Uh, next up, we've got GhostBed.com. Sleep so good, it's scary. GhostBed.com is making the finest mattresses in the planet and the finest, fuck, finest pillows there is. I Those ghost pillows, man, are the, the best. Everybody I meet, uh, who listens to the show who's bought a mattress is like hey man thank you um dude you don't have to thank me thank fucking ghost bed they're the ones that are making this shit uh they're they're cooling sheets they got the cooling mattresses that are like 15 degrees cooler than the rest of your house in case you live in a household or your, your wife controls the fucking thermostat which you shouldn't because you're a man and, and you, she shouldn't be touching that shit um but if she does and you allow that, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Get yourself a, a nice cooling mattress. Um, the, 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 the fucking ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros is, uh, that's the deal for, for drinking bros listeners. Um, they're giving better deals than any other fucking mattress place on the planet right now, specifically for drinking bros listeners. I think the owner's, uh, parents were, were both military and, uh, he loves the show, loves you guys, and uh, the deals are fucking crazy. And it's pay as you go, so like you don't have to buy you know the whole fucking thing up front, which is shocking to me. Um, so go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, get a bundle package. I think their bundle package are giving like $400 off for drinking bros listeners. Um, it's, it's rad. Or, or, or like $100 off a mattress. Or if you, you buy a mattress, you get free pillows. I can promise you this. The, the pillows are almost great as the goddamn mattress. Um, for real. Uh, that's not even like bullshit, man. That's just me talking real talk here. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Enjoy their dills. They're specifically for you. Next up, we got grillyourassoff.com. When we first started with grill your ass off, they were just like seasons, seasoning companies. Um, they were fucking chicken, pork, steak, all of that shit, which is amazing. Crispy uh, Avia has is, is also got a seasoning with them, this uh, this habanero, and it's dope as shit. Uh, we love Crispy. Obviously, he's a friend of the show. and um, But lately, they've got their fucking uh, beef jerky that is just dropping bombs on people. 
Everybody who has this jerky is like, shit, this is the best jerky I've had. I agree. Um, they get a four pack. It's the all American. You get four for 25 bucks. And uh, the sweet and spicy is my end all be all. They've also got a subscription of the month, dude. So does Strikes Force, by the way. Um, I forget because I'm on it. So, like, the Strike Force just comes to my fucking house, but uh, same with Black Rifle. Um, but this jerky, too, man, I fucking eat this shit every day. That's no lie. To the point where my wife is like, yo, are you sure you should be eating this much jerky? And I'm like, ah, I think it's all right. Find out when I fucking keel over at 60, but eh. for now, give it, a, give it a go. Ass eating season's over. It's grilling season. You're going to buy seasonings anyways to spice up your shit. You might as well get it from a, a 100% veteran-owned company. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Type in the promo code Drinking bros for 15% off. Get all your shit there. Uh, try that jerky. Let me know what you think, for real. Uh, it's, it's, I'm a big fan. Uh, next up, we've got battlebox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. There's no E in that. Um, battlebox.com is a, uh, I, I would say, arguably, that's it's probably the greatest um, survival, survival gear and tactical gear company in the land. Um, they got they got these boxes that show up at your house once a month. Uh, you get a subscription of it, and it's just got the coolest shit in the world. Um, I'm gonna fucking read off some of these because they're, they're dope as shit. I have like two of them. I need to get some more. Um, but the battle box boxes are dope, dude. They've got like hurricane boxes, uh, fucking tornado boxes, flood, advanced pros, um, pro plus, all of it, dude. Uh, some of it's got like food, some of it's got, uh, look, survival gear, fucking, you know, bandages, all kinds of shit. Like these are boxes that you should put in your car or in your house in case of emergencies. Um, and also it's, it's just like, it's like a dude's Christmas once a month. Your wife's getting fucking bento box bullshit. You might as well order a box of this. Um, and they, you get a free knife it, like on the $125 package. You get it, or up to $150 package. Uh, you get a free knife every goddamn month, man. It's it's amazing. Um, so, look, if you were going to try to source all this stuff yourself, it would cost you a shit ton of more money. Uh, they've also got a, like, shit hit the fan scenario. Uh, fucking skill set box, dude, where it's just like, oh, all right, zombie apocalypse, hop on board. Use the promo code Bros for 15% off your first box. Uh, love, I'm a big fan of BattleBox.com. Uh, last but not least, definitely not least, talking about Kimber. Kimber firearms are the finest firearms in America. Whenever I say Kimber firearms, I almost feel like there should be a uh, like the like the, the national anthem playing behind me. Uh, just American as fuck. Again, I, I've said this before. And I'm gonna say it again. Everybody told me when Kimber came on the show, of like, hey, man, you don't have a fucking serious gun collection if you don't have a Kimber 1911. That's correct. Um, and they're, they're, now they're making, like, all these dope-ass custom ones. I just saw the the Texas one with, like, a, it's like a pearl handle with, like, the state of Texas ingrained. Um, Kimber America is, is doing shit right, dude. Uh, go to KimberAmerica.com. Peruse their catalog and, uh, and just weep that you can't buy them all. Like, uh, that's essentially what it is. Um, but you can, you know, look, if you're super rich, fucking, I'd get one of each goddamn one of these fucking things. But, uh, uh if you're not just peruse it and, uh, and, and grab whatever you need, uh, as, as firearms go, these are, these are so beautiful. You don't even want to shoot them almost. Uh, they're incredible, incredible craftsmanship. Uh, big fan of KimberAmerica.com. I know what you're thinking, Ross. Is there a promo code? Tell me there's a promo code. No, there's not. 
they just look, they love the Drinking Bros podcast. They love the Drinking Bros community, and they just wanted to be a part of the show and be a sponsor of it. Um, plus, look, the guns are so good, they don't need them. Let's be honest. Uh, they don't need us, uh, uh, us jokers here to give a promo code. Uh, they're doing it themselves. Uh, that's it, kids. Let's hop into the show. Let's let's call some people, and uh, let's hear your your craziest first responder stories. Hello. Hi, is this Will? Sure is. Hey, it's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. How are you? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm awesome, dude. Thanks for thanks for uh, being on the show on a Sunday. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, what, what, what do you do? What, what type of first responder are you? Well, actually, I'm, I'm not a first responder anymore. I, I uh, got out a few years back, so, uh, uh, but I used to be a uh, firefighter and an EMT. Now I just work in hazmat up here in Raleigh. Oh, fuck yeah. Congratulations, man. Um, Thanks, what, man. What, what's, what was your craziest story on the job? Well, uh, right after I got my EMT license, I was about 19 years old. This has been this has been a few years now. Um, I was riding the ambulance, and uh, this is actually this story is down from down from around you. Um, we got a call over in Castle Hayne, which I'm sure you're familiar oh, with. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's right up the road. <laughs> and uh, we got sent to a, uh, a it was an unknown call, which um, you know that's that you never know what you're going to get on those. And uh, we show up at this guy's house and, you know, there's, there's really no information and we can hear him hollering from the back of the house to go ahead and come on in. So we let ourselves into this place and uh, we find the guy in the bathroom and he's laying down, you know, face down and he's got his butt stuck up in the air and he's bleeding from, from his ass. Oh boy. This is, this is not going to be good. (laughs) So you know, of, of course, when you find somebody in that compromising position, you know, you know, by themselves with a bleeding asshole, there's questions to be asked. Sure. And and uh, he says, well, he said that he was in the shower and that he had slipped and fallen on a cologne bottle. That's what he said. <laughs> in the in the and, sh- in the shower and it just went right up his asshole. Yes, that's what he says. <laughs> and um, of course, we you know we don't believe him. Because you you know that's the 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 chances of that happening is like a thousand to one that you'd actually just catch it right up the old poop chute, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's slim to none on on that in that realm. Yeah, so we have to check him. So my partner reaches down and you know spreads the cheeks, and dude has a serious case of sparkly asshole. There's busted glass, like all up in there. I mean, in the no crack, all, all up way. inside. Dude, it was it was bad. What what so and what was it? An actual cologne bottle? I I, I think it might have been. It it looked like it, it had been a glass bottle, probably about the size of a uh, like an airplane liquor bottle, something to that sure. that effect. Okay. And um, there wasn't really anything left of it. It was all either up in him, or all well, it was all up in him in in multiple ways, and. Uh. Uh, so we, we put him on the stretcher face down and he's bitching the whole time. And uh, understandably so, cause he's got you know, glass all in his butt. Um, but he's complaining and it's like a, you know, from, from Castle Hayne to New Hanover, it's like a you know, 30, 40 minute ride almost. And, um, as we're getting down towards the end, you know, he's complaining, you know, the, the IV we put in him hurt too much and every bump on the road hurt too much. And the, the medic up front 
got sick of hearing him. So as we come down the, the last street right in front of the hospital, right across 16th Street, there's a set of railroad tracks. And um, at the time, they used to the, the pavement was really ramped up next to it. So he laid into the gas. We hit that at probably at about 60, which oh. all but threw it. Yeah, which gave him, gave him a nice little jolt right before we got into the ER. <laughs> And uh, Jesus Christ, was this like a normal dude or was it like a gay guy or what was the what was the sitch with this this guy? I I, we, I don't really know. I'm pretty sure he was gay. His he, he at least had a very effeminate sounding voice. OK. And he never really admitted to what he was doing. But, man, you know, you, you don't just end up with a case of sparkly butthole, uh, you know, screwing around in the shower. No, so no, I that never it must, happens. Must have been something he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I'll look at the positive side of this. If it was a cologne bottle, at least his asshole didn't smell when your buddy had to to, to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, <laughs> it's it's made for a great story to tell at parties uh, over the years. So uh, that, it was worth being there just for that. Uh, Will, you're, you're the first caller. We're starting the show off with a bang tonight. Um, that really... <laughs> I love that, man. Well, hey, th- th- thanks for doing it, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Will. Sounds good. Have a good one, man. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Oh, these episodes never disappoint. <laughs> they never disappoint. We could do a whole fucking podcast on craziest first responder stories, and it would be gold every single time. I, pr- I promise you that. <laughs> Hello? Trevor. Yes, sir. Hey, this is Ross Patterson from Drinker Bros. How are you, man? What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, dude? Oh, uh, you know, hanging with the dog, getting drunk on a Sunday. Ah, I love it. Nothing better, is there? Oh, nothing better. Wife's on the phone with her dad right now, so she's being a little loud. Well, t- tell her to keep it down. Tell her you're on Drinking Bros podcast right now. Um, uh, Ross says keep it down, honey. <laughs> she gave you the middle finger. <laughs> they always do. They always she's do. Also, she's also part of Drinking Bros and a member of First Responders as well. Hell yeah. What's her name? You want to give her a shout out? Uh, Keely McVeigh, my wife. Awesome. No DMs to Keely, but uh, she is a, she is a Drinking Broette. That's awesome. What's, uh, what do you do, Trevor? Uh, right now I sell guns, but uh, a number of years ago I was a firefighter in EMT in okay. New York before I went in the Army. What part of New York? Uh, West is a county just above the city. Right on. But right on. Uh, it was an EMT in the Bronx and the surrounding area for a few years there. Fuck yeah. What's, uh, what's your craziest story? So, uh, let's see. I was a volunteer firefighter in EMT as well as a career EMT. And uh, left my job, enlisted, was leaving for basic training. And uh, my last shift as a volunteer before moving my shit to my dad's house in Florida because well, state income tax sucks, so I was getting a Florida driver's license to save that shit. Absolutely. I uh, pulled a call with uh, actually a fellow in drink and row as well, Paul Mullen, who is in uh, DBFR as well. And I pulled a call, and it was for an EDP, which is a mostly disturbed person. Pull up in the ambulance with my partner I was driving, and uh, just two of us EMTs, and I get there, and there's two cops there. And there's a guy laying in the middle of his front lawn, what we thought was his front lawn, ended up being his mom's who had a restraining order against him, laying in the middle of the lawn, in the rain, eating grass and throwing it up in the air. Okay. Uh, was he now, on drugs? Uh, I'm getting to that. Now, this motherfucker I recognize, he was a couple years ahead of me in high school. 
he was an asshole. Um, <laughs> always a douchebag from day one of meeting him when he showed up my house for a poker game, walking past my father smoking a joint when I was 19 years old, and I kicked him in the fucking dick. But besides that, um, so I get there, get out of the bus, and we're talking to the guy and trying to figure out what's going on. They hadn't figured out what he'd taken yet or what the fuck was going on. Get him in the back of the bus, call for a medic. The fire chief shows up, call for a fire goes out. Medic's on the way there. My EMT partner gets in the police in the fire chief's car and leaves me. What? So now it's me with an ambulance and two cops uh, in the back of the ambulance right now. I figure out what's going on with this guy. Yeah, exactly what I said. Uh, my partner, Paul shows up who I work with both as my fly car paramedic as a volunteer and also worked, uh, doing paid work on the same one of the two of the same jobs he had too. So we worked together for a couple of years and we each other real well. Paul shows up, throw him on the monitor. He's throwing fucking blood pressures and heartbeats and shit. They were borderline having a heart attack and crazy shit. We hadn't figured out what the hell he had taken yet. One of the cops goes to go into the house, which was the front door is wide open. Sees a baggie there and an empty Red Bull can. So it turns out the guy smoked a gram of weed covered in PCP and then drank a Red Bull while doing it. Holy shit. What is that? Now, mind you, yeah, this motherfucker is six foot five, 220 pounds, but just cut muscle. He's a basketball player, little Albanian prick. And so we get in the back of the ambulance and we're taking his blood because we're trying to figure out really what the fuck he's on. And he then decides why are you taking my blood? Who said you could take my blood? At which point we're trying to calm him down, obviously. Like, hey, man, we're just trying to figure out what's going on with you. We're getting it for the hospital so we can try and treat you. You're freaking out a little bit. You're eating grass, man. Like, calm the fuck down. Now, now let me ask you, is he, stra- is he strapped down to something at this point? No, he's just sitting. He's in the back of the ambulance sitting on the stretcher, but not strapped down. Gotcha. Are you smoking, because he was- are you smoking weed right now? I'm smoking a cigarette, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm smoking a cigarette. I was like, um, I heard you spitting. I was like, man, that sounds like you're smoking a joint, no, and just, you're down it, to like the last like roach. No, it. it it just started pouring, just started pouring rain. So I'm in the garage drinking a beer. My wife brought the dog out, so we'd calm down. Oh, right on. So he decides that we're stealing his blood, and we didn't give him permission to steal his blood. So he tenses up. I'm like, my buddy. Uh, Paul is Paul's a big guy. He's about 272, 80, about six foot three. Paul's right by his arm, taking the blood. I'm sitting in the captain's chair right behind. Treasury tenses up. Paul grabs his arm. As he does that, the guy goes to swing his right arm over to punch Paul. So I grab that arm. Luckily, one of the cops was right by the door of the ambulance, was right open to the right side of us, or left side of us, I should say. He hops in and the fight ensues. Now I'm in an area that didn't have tasers at the time. They do now because of this story, uh, but thought that tasers were too expensive. They didn't need it in that small town because nothing ever happened there. And they never pulled guns and shit. So they weren't pulling a gun and they weren't using, they weren't using OC while inside the ambulance. Cause it would have gotten all four of us and made it all even more kinds of fucked up. So, we called for backup. The well, police officers called for backup and was told they'll meet you at the hospital. Um, 
called for someone with a taser, called for neighboring agencies, and kept getting told, there's no one coming for you. They'll meet you at the hospital. So inside the ambulance fighting for, it felt like an hour, but it ended up being almost 15 minutes. Jesus, that's, um, a long, that's a long fucking time. A lot of people don't realize, if you're in a lengthy fight of over fucking two to three minutes, uh, it, it's you're exhausted. You're fucking I mean, exhausted. Look at these UFC guys. That's 15 minutes of a normal fight, and they oh. look like they're beat to shit by the third round. That's yeah, only yeah. 10 minutes when the third round starts. Yeah, that's that's Now it, add it's tough. four of us in there inside of a closed-in box. Yeah. So what, what, was now, that, what was the verdict of this story? What happened at the end? Inside of all of it, the cops tried to get him cuffed. We cuffed him to the stretcher. I was the one covered in his blood. Literally, I'm in shorts because I was volunteering at the time. Shorts and a polo shirt. <laughs> wow. And I'm covered in his blood from literally my neck down to my ankles. Everything I'm in soaked in his blood. We end up getting him cuffed to the stretcher. Now, I was the one able to grab the cuffs out of my buddy Billy's hand and cuffed him up. And then after all of that, I then had to drive him to the hospital with me driving the ambulance. Paul in the back sitting on his legs and Billy sitting on his chest. Uh, all in all, the four of us, three of us ended up getting admitted to the ER. Paul separated his shoulder, which he had just gotten better from, from getting hit in a car accident. Uh, one of the cops, Jay, separated bone in his wrist, and I ended up getting Epstein-Barr, which is the disease that ends up causing mono or Hodgkin's lymphoma. Luckily, it didn't go further than that. Jesus Christ. But also fucked me because I was supposed to leave three weeks later for an EOD enlistment. Uh, and that fucked me up. And I had to cancel that enlistment and re-enlist and go back through MEPS nine goddamn times and show my asshole to more doctors. Yikes. But uh, he, he got charged with four counts of battery or assault, whatever they call it in New York. It's all changes depending on what state you live in. Right, right, right. Um, how much, on how much uniformed jail, officers. How much jail As time? far as I know, he only did a year and then got let out. All right. Well, look, a, a year is, is at least it's something. You know what I'm saying? Only did a year. It was fucked up. But uh, yeah, it, it fucked my. Ended up fucking my army career, and I ended up going in almost nine months later after meps fuck ups and so on and so forth as a '68 whiskey. And right. uh, did my t did my time as that. And then, funny enough, well. Two things. Funny enough, I met you a long time ago at SHOT Show right before Range 15 came out at the OSS party. Oh, hell yeah. That was a fucking blast. I had a good time I was, I was the guy on crutches. Oh, all right. Fuck. All right. Remember, remember, the, drunk, remember yeah. the drunk guy on crutches? That was me. Super hammered. You were real fucked up. I know. I was really <laughs> fucked up. It, it's, I mean, A, open bar with everything top shelf, and yeah. B, stealing my first bottle of lead slingers out of Jack's hands and taking shots of it. Yeah, that was a big night. That was a big night for all of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been a while. But I also want to dedicate, if you can, this podcast to uh, Officer Adam Jobbers Miller out of Fort Myers Police Department. Uh, he succumbed to his injuries last night after being shot in the head last Saturday night pursuing a suspect. Uh, you know, great you know, guy, 29 you, years old, former volunteer firefighter as well. Yeah, you know, you know, somebody had sent that into uh, Drinking Bros podcast as the Drinking Bro of the Week. So uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, oh, only met him a couple of times. He was on the job with one of my brothers. I went through the academy with a lot of guys he works with. Um, he went through right before I did. Um, he actually, if you Google it or YouTube it, he was on a cops episode back in October tackling a motherfucker where his partner, who is not the smartest in the shed, pulled a uh, high point out of a hat and said it was a Glock 40. Wow. Fuck, but, uh, man. Well, hey. Great, great guy, great individual. 
and uh, we're all sorry to lose him, especially my brothers down south. Absolutely, man. Uh, hey, cheers to you, and thanks for being on the show this afternoon. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, I'll see Get you drunk. soon, buddy. Have a good one. Bye. Hello? Hey, is this Jake? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? It's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. Oh, fuck. What's up, man? Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> welcome, welcome to our, our our craziest stories from first responders episode. Oh shit! What do you what do you got for me, Jake? What do you got tonight? Well, um, I had this old internship when I was in high school, working for California State Parks as uh, a ranger's apprentice. Okay. And one day, I'm out there with my boss. And we're just cleaning the parking lot. It was a wet day, a lot of sand on the road, sand on the roads, because the ocean would like blow over. Yeah. And this fucking crackhead comes up, start asking us questions about it. We answer him, and he says, "All right, have a nice day." He runs over, drops his pants, shits on the ground we just cleaned, wipes it with a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. Runs off in the bushes and collapses. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, a L- lot of questions here. A lot of questions I want to ask. How do you wipe yep. your ass with a two-liter of Dr. Pepper? Was there any liquid in it either? No, he, he was holding like an empty bottle. He just crunched it up and went <laughs> oh, at it. God damn it! <laughs> what do you What do you guys do in a situation like that? I dropped the mop and walked away. Yeah, yep. That is exactly what I would have done. It. <laughs> Was there any video or, or, or photographs of this? No, I, I didn't think to get one. Wow! Uh, look, whenever somebody takes a massive deuce, or like I walk into a toilet um, at a at like a, a you know a rest stop or a truck stop or something like that, if if mm-hmm. somebody's left a you know beach to dump like that, um, I always get a photo, you know, just for just for friends and fam. Yeah, I... not your first thought, huh? No, no, and it was impressive. I mean, it was. Probably the size of a small dog. Shut the fuck up. Really? I'm not shooting you. It, it was like one of those hardcore crack shits. Man, I uh, here's the thing. Because I've seen, there's a lot of homelessness in Los Angeles. I've seen a lot of homeless people take shits on the street. Usually yeah. it's, it's sprayed or it's clumpy. It's, you know, small and, and kind of like, uh, man, because they haven't eaten a lot. And, uh, you know, you're like, if you're going to take one, drop a hard, long deuce like that. Like, I would prefer to see something like that. Maybe that's the sick part of me, Jake, you know? No, I, I would want to see that, you know, something with substance. G- give me a purpose for being there. Yeah, I, I don't want to see a sprayer. I don't want to see, like, a Jackson Pollock painting. I, I want to see a good, long, hard deuce, like, on the ground. Yeah, no, I mean, I want to be working with a thing. I want to admire it, have to put some sweat and to get it cleaned up, not just run over the hose and... Yeah, yeah. Like I, I look. The the big thing on Instagram right now is uh, girls who fish and then they hold up a trout. Like I want, I want, I want to be able to hold it up. Like it's a, like it's a prize winning trout. Like hey, congratulations! Look what this was. Um, oh, I'm I, I'm sure when the janitors came to clean it up, I'm sure they did. It, it was, it was a double bagger. Ah, love a double bagger. Big big, big fan of a double bagger. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show today, Jake. Ah, no problem. <laughs> These stories always like always enlighten my day, my man. Uh, this is this is fantastic for me. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, we love you back. Look, this episode is airing tonight, so feel free to check it out. At, 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 oh, I, I will at eight o'clock EST. <laughs> 
Thanks again, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. You have a good day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. I love that where it's just like, ah, no problem. Have a good day. Just told you a, a filthy shit story. Um, have a great day. Hello? Aaron. Yeah. Hey, man. It's, it's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. How are you? Oh, wow. Are you for real? Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Ross? <laughs> what's happening? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma. No shit. I I was trying to guess what area code five eight zero is. Where, where where are you at? I'm actually from originally from Northwest Oklahoma. All right, dope. You a Sooners fan? Yes, hundred uh, percent. You motherfucker, dude. J- join Drinking Bros Sports. Um, we're we're doing a lot of shit on there with because uh, the Sooners are always pretty good every year. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Sooners and the Cowboys usually have some decent points. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck man, you guys beat us last year at home. Um, Baker Mayfield, that motherfucker. Um, Yeah, that dude's gonna do big things. I don't know. I don't know. I've got him as a bust, but we'll see. Um, But anyways, this is our uh, craziest stories of our first responders episode. What what do you got for me today, Aaron? Well, well, uh, about two years ago, after I just completed Reserve Officer Academy, I was. I got my first patrol assignment for the county I worked for, and we were doing a drug interdiction night. Me and the guy I was assigned with see this uh, big suburban cruising down dirt road, kind of out of place, rolling real slow, the lights turned off. So we, we go up to the vehicle, we light it up, it goes a little bit of ways, and it pulls off onto an oil lease road and stops. And I was at the back of the vehicle, and my partner goes to check the the front to talk to the driver, and no shit, she's got a fucking a fucking butterfly, and she's masturbating while driving down the road. Whoa! Okay, so many so many thoughts running through my head. What's she What's she masturbating with? A dildo, fingers? What do we got? Had a dildo and a butterfly vibrator. A butterfly vibrator. So she's going twosies. Is she going dildo in and then vibrator on top of the clit? Yeah. Wow. How fast is she going at this point? She she was just creeping down the road like ten to fifteen. I want. I always wonder when when you hear something like that. Like, is that part? Is that heighten the orgasm for her? Like, what was you know what what was she what was she doing that for? She had gone to the casino, scored uh, about eight ball of meth, and having a good night well i look i can't blame her for that you know what i'm saying like if you're on meth you might as well masturbate while driving that's i guess that's the thing to do i i haven't <laughs> figured that out yet <laughs> yeah ne- never never uh done meth not a big meth guy wouldn't understand it but i i would imagine if you're on it um you know you probably feel great enough to masturbate it's so a good good for her what do you what do you guys do in a situation like that uh my partner politely asked her to put her pants on and step out of the vehicle once she was done and <laughs> talk to us. She tried to hand him the uh, the fucking dildo. No. She got out. Yeah. <laughs> what how, Was this girl hot? Like, scale of one to ten, what, what are we working with here? Man, that's, that's like a point five. Yikes. That ugly? Oh, yeah. She was probably about maybe mid 40s but looked about 60 yeah classic meth face um that's yeah. the thing about meth addicts man they're never hot like you never meet a hot meth addict no no you it goes all downhill man it's 
within weeks. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. Um, so, so what does she get? What do you charge? What do you charge somebody with at that point? I mean, obviously like a, what a DWI or she, she got a driving under the influence of drugs. Okay. And, uh, we, we couldn't bear to bring up the reckless driving part. My no. partner was way too embarrassed. Was he really? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I've never seen somebody so red. God. I, I, with the way he looked, because I was at the back of the vehicle, he's like, hey, man, don't come up any closer. And I'd already peeked over the the side to see what the hell was going on. Oh, boy. Did he let her finish? No, no. He was like, you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So what, what do you do with the dildo at that point? Do you leave it in the car? Yeah, we left it in the car. It was on the inventory sheet. Uh, I wasn't going to. I, I couldn't touch it. No, uh, no. <laughs> if it's a 0.5 out of 10, like the scale that we're talking with girls-wise, imagine what that dildo smelt like. Oh, <laughs> that car smelt pretty bad, too. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, boy. That is a special one. That's a special story today. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time on a Sunday, Aaron. Hey, no problem, Ross. I appreciate you. Your show kicks ass, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. You too. Bye. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that is incredible. Hello? Hi, is this Mike? Yes. Hey, it's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. How are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm fucking rad, man. We're doing uh, craziest first responder stories. Yeah, man. So, uh, so I was a cop a couple years ago. Okay, where at? Uh, in Maryland. Okay. And uh, we got a call on the radio, and I recognized the address to one of my buddy's frat houses. So it was. It came over all cryptic, like they they labeled it a medical emergency, unknown medical emergency. So I well, rolled. Over. What what fraternity was it? Are you allowed to say the fraternity house? Uh, I don't know what their frat was called. Okay, cool, cool. Good. Um, so I, I show up there. Well, apparently him and his girlfriend had an awesome night out. It was their anniversary. And, you know, it, they went to the Cheesecake Factory or something. Well, wow. as you do in college, that's the Cheesecake Factory. Might as well be the most expensive restaurant you'll ever take a date to in college. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's real high end for a college kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so they uh, <clears throat> ended up getting hors d'oeuvres, and I guess they snacked on some peanuts. Well, apparently, uh, apparently he's got a peanut allergy. Well, things things were good over the night. They got back to the house, got a little busy. Uh, she ended up giving him a blowjob, and he ended up having a medical emergency, which ended up him going into anaphylactic shock from getting a blowjob because she had peanuts. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so what happened? He just started to swell up his all all of his all of his extremities started to swell up. Uh I got there, his lips were swollen. He was having trouble talking and uh they shot him up with some drugs and he ended up being okay. We had to go to the hospital and never live the story down. No, I'm sure not. How big did his dick get? It was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I, look, I bet she wished she had a fucking peanut allergy all the goddamn time. You know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Oh, that is an awesome story. Um, and, and is that your wife next to you? I heard she. I heard a, a female voice say, "Why don't you ever take me to the Cheesecake Factory?" <laughs> yeah, that was her. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the one cooking on the grill right now. What? <laughs> Are you using grill your ass off? Are you like, who's, who's wearing the pants in that household? It sounds like she is. She's yeah, grilling. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out back naked <laughs> and she's grilling. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look, a reminder for the, both of you kids, ass eating season's over. Um, it is grilling season. So no matter how drunk you get during dinner, just don't eat ass tonight. It's this, it's out. We're out of season for it. Yeah. Duly noted. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for, for taking the time on a Sunday. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right. Bye, Mike. Christopher. What's up, man? Hey, it's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. How are you? All right. How are you? <laughs> I'm real good. All I see here is penile fracture. Yeah kind of speaks for itself <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually doesn't uh what what, what what job did you have and where 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 were you working at the time of this uh i'm an emt in uh southern california uh and we work alongside los angeles county fire department okay cool cool so uh this older gentleman went and bought you know the uh the pills at the gas station Oh yeah, like the Spanish oh, fly, yeah. that type of shit. Oh yeah, all those. Well, he uh, he assumed that if he took like fifteen of them, it would uh, it would further enhance his night. You bet. So uh, his his older wife is riding him. Kind of falls out, and she lands on top of it. And oh. uh, yeah, he waited. He waited like three hours before he called. Yeah. And uh, we got there, and there's a pool of blood. Wife won't come out of the room. She locked herself in the room, and uh, he pulled his pants down, and his dick looked like a black and blue Nazi SS bolt. God <laughs> damn it! Are you kidding me? Nah, it, it was it was a sight to see. They ended up we uh, got him to the hospital, and they flew him down to Cedar Sinai to get a bunch of surgeries. Holy shit! You know, this is one of those stories that, like, dude, you we joke about this all the time on the show. Oh, oh yeah. But like, I didn't think it was possible to break a penis essentially i didn't either <laughs> i we got there and someone said he had a penile fracture i'm like come on man you're fucking with me so i had my female partner attend that call <laughs> oh boy yeah you did what yeah. uh what was the final outcome with with homeboy's penis uh from what i heard um he had to do you know vascular surgery urology all that stuff um, but i heard he he made somewhat of a recovery ah. i did read a about it afterwards because i still couldn't fucking believe it but <laughs> it's pretty gnarly jesus christ so was that woman his wife then yeah yeah and they were uh they were probably in their late 60s oh so, god did you yeah. like do you imagine having that in your late 60s like that's supposed to be the golden age not not the yeah, age that you right? lose your dick yeah fuck his retirement <laughs> jeez god damn like as soon as i saw that i was like man i hope it's at least somebody young nope late 60s nah, oh man. boy Good dude <laughs> yeah, oh, the best fuck. part was the wife though we asked her to come out and if she was okay she's all nope i'm fine wouldn't open the door <laughs> really yeah she was embarrassed why let me ask you about the blood how how does blood come out of the penis is what i don't understand uh from what I understand, something was damaged on the inside. Mm. So 
it, he was like pissing blood and it was a Jeez. good puddle probably uh he probably lost like 500 cc's of blood you're kidding yeah it was it was pretty gnarly <laughs> god damn it that's terrible uh but uh, an awesome story <laughs> <laughs> Ter- terrible for him, but an awesome story for us. Uh, I-, I appreciate you taking the time today, Christopher. Oh, no problem. Thanks for calling, man. All right, buddy. All right, you have a good one. Cheers, you too. All right. Hello? Hey, is this David? This is him. Hey, man, it's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros Podcast. How are you? Oh, shit. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Um, it says, so it says here that you have everything from, uh, code blues to a guy with rolled up tube socks in his ass. I want to hear mm-hmm. the rolled up tube socks in his ass. First of all, where am I calling you? Where, where's seven, eight, five at, uh, Kansas. Oh, all right. Right on. We, I don't think we've had somebody on from Kansas before. Um, that's awesome. Well, well tell me, uh, what kind of job you were working and, and how this gentleman ended up with rolled up tube socks in his asshole. Well, um, about the best way I can describe it is people are into some fucked up shit and just came in and was honest about it, said I had some socks rolled up in uh, electrical tape that were just jammed up his ass. Uh, of his own doing or somebody else's doing? Um, I believe his own doing. I don't believe that's anything he could really fall on, but I'm not, even if he said that, I'm not going to buy it. Sure, sure. Man, I, it's it's puzzling. Like there was a story earlier about a guy who uh, fucking he uh, he claimed that he was showering and fell on top of a cologne bottle and it shattered inside of his asshole. My thing is this: Why are you doing it to yourself of all things? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just don't want to know if how people can be that dead inside to where regular porn just doesn't work for them i guess i mean look if you watch enough enough of it because sometimes you feel like when you're watching porn like man i'm i'm to the end of of x videos or Pornhub. i can't, there's nothing more left <laughs> so maybe he's one of those yeah. guys where he thought that he had reached the end of the internet and was just like yeah i'm gonna put some electrical tape on a on on some tube socks and stuff them right at my asshole yeah, um, and that's just an example. I've seen everything from tubes of chapstick up to uh, a Yankee candle jar, and it uh, is kind of astounding. Man, like a big one of the big Yankee candle jars. Mm-hmm. Fuck! How does that happen? Do, on the fragrance, I'm sure it probably smelled like shit afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a uh, vanilla bean, and then it came out. Uh, oh, it, it, uh, yeah, it came out a nice hot dookie, dookie smell. Um, how Maybe he it... lost something up there and he was using it to light the way. Oh, boy. How do you get a Yankee candle? Like, uh, that's got to be lube at least, right? Um, I'd have to say lube and uh, a friend that can keep a secret. Yeah, because that, that's not something you can do on your own. And, uh, you know, a buddy has obviously got to drive you to the hospital at that point because you couldn't be able to drive yourself, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Man. It's just. It baffles me, you know. That's fucking awesome. So, what are you what are you doing today, and where are you working today? Actually, I'm off today. Um, I just uh, happened to look on uh, my Facebook and saw that, and I was like, "Hmm, I have something I could add." That's fucking awesome, man. Well, dude, I look. I appreciate you listening in the show, and uh, thanks for being on on a Sunday. Hey, no problem, man. All right, take care, David. Take it easy. Bye. 
Hello? Rick. Hey, Ross Patterson, motherfucker. How's it going, bro? <laughs> I'm good, man. What's going on? Nothing, man. You caught me. I'm in the middle of working, so. Perfect. So, uh, Perfect. W- w- what do you do, and uh, w- what's your craziest story? Uh, well, this, my story takes place back when I was in the Army. Uh, I was stationed in Germany. Uh, right, but what I do is uh, I work security. I'm doing security for, uh, for a biker bar out here right now in San Antonio. Okay. So... Are you are you uh, are you a first responder currently, or have you been? I was. I was military police when I was in the army. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, what's your story? So uh, this happened right after I got back from my uh, first deployment in 2007. So that, this probably took place about early 2008. Um, we got a medical emergency call to uh, housing uh, to one of our housing locations. And they said that uh, the person was bleeding profusely and uh, that it wasn't stopping. And that was, that was pretty much the end of it when I got, when I got a call all over my radio. And uh, to run code, get there as fast as possible, and uh, provide, you know, provide uh, first aid as much, as much as possible until the, uh, until the German doctor got there and the ambulance. So I get there, and there's a woman. She's got a robe on she uh didn't have any other clothes on she's running outside she's telling us where to go we're running upstairs i'm expecting that this is a domestic and you know somebody got stabbed or or you know beat pretty good um get up there and she said that her husband was in the bedroom and so run to the bedroom get in there and before i could even go in and be ready. I thought I would be ready for what I was about to uh, come on to. You know, what I saw did not pre- prepare me more than, you know, I wasn't prepared for it. Wow. Whatsoever. What was it? What was it? So her and the husband were having sex and uh, she was pegging him and her dildo got stuck in his ass. And Ooh. she tried pulling it out and caused damage. And it was still stuck there. Uh, I have, you know, everybody jokes about something like that happening, you know, or possibly, but that yeah. was something that I was not prepared to in- encounter in the middle of the night, just, you know, just starting working, you know, doing uh, shifts again on the road uh, to walk in and see a guy on his stomach crying, needless to say. And uh, yeah, yeah, bleeding, you, it, bleeding I, from I, his ass. I, as one would, uh, what, what do you what do you do in that situation to get a dildo out of a man's asshole? Um, what do you do is you 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 leave it be. I'm sure there could have been something I maybe that I could have done, but I wasn't touching it. No, I wasn't. I, I was not about I, I figured, you know, hey, uh, you know. The bleeding is, you know, it bleeding is not as bad as they uh, said uh-huh. when they called in. But there was a there was a fair amount, and uh, I'm not a doctor, so you know what? I waited until the ambulance showed up, and when they got there, I explained to them uh, the situation. I said, you know, just be prepared, um, but he's got something stuck in his asshole, and they kind of looked at me, and I said, well, this is what happened. The wife and him were getting dirty, and apparently she went a little too hard with something a little too big, and and it's stuck it's stuck in his ass they kind of they chuckled they laughed they were making jokes the whole time you know it bedside manner is not something i guess you know germans really have 
you know, because they say exactly what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but it was it was definitely entertaining because having to having to uh, keep proper radio etiquette and be professional as much as possible over the radio, uh, explaining to my desk aren't what's going on and you know back to dispatch. And I finally I was like, you know what? I said, uh, why don't you just give me a landline? Just give me a call on my phone. That way I can uh, tell you exactly what's going on. So, yeah, that, that's, you know, that stuck around. We had to take pictures of the scene. So, you know, those floated around inside the, our, our, uh, our office for a while, uh, unprofessionally, obviously, but whatever. It was, uh, it, was, it was definitely something good for last for the next, you know, well, forever. I mean, you can't really let that go and not tell that story, you know? Yeah, man. What the fuck? Uh, what was the final? What, what What was the final outcome of this? How did they? How did they get the the dildo out? Uh, apparently, he had. Uh, so you know, once we cleared scene, you know, that's pretty much it. We don't really do any follow up. But uh, he had. They said he was going to have to have surgery because we had to get a. We just had to get uh, information from the doctor. But they said that they were going to have to do surgery. Uh, apparently, you know, he had to get stitched uh, inside his colon as well. Uh, there was some tearing and some ripping in there, so but they had to they had to cut them open, stitch them back up, and take it out slowly and uh, uh, surgically, obviously. So that was you know I I didn't gather too much more information after that. I just kind of said you know what that, that that's enough for me. I don't need to worry about too much. I got what I needed. That was it. So oh god damn it, man. Hey Ross, give me Ross, give me one second. Give me one second, man. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Hold on, hold on. Hey, put your dick away. There's a bathroom inside. Piss in there. Where are you, you right now? <laughs> I'm at a place. I'm at a place in San Antonio. It's uh, it's actually not too far from uh, from the area Matt and Evan live at. Uh, but it's called Hills and Dales. Uh, it's an uh, old biker <laughs> bar, and now it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it sits right across the street from UTSA. So all the college kids are here, and uh, you know they're playing fucking beer pong with 55 gallon drum trash cans and uh and whatnot out here but someone's trying to piss in the fence out here in broad daylight I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well i'll let i'll let you enjoy your sunday because it, <laughs> it, it sounds like it's it's going better than mine <laughs> hey put your hey. dick away um <laughs> <laughs> hey this is just this is just the normal thing every day man i was working at a gun range and i i, I dropped down to one job because they offered me more money and full time so uh i do this just to kind of stay busy and fucking make that extra cash no i hear you man uh well dude i appreciate you being on the show and you enjoy your sunday hey thanks for calling again man it's always good talking to you and hearing from you Take you care. too buddy put your dick thanks, away <laughs> Hello? Brian. Yeah. Hey, man, it's Ross Patterson. How are you? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Welcome welcome to our craziest first responder story episode. What's, uh, what, what do you got for me? All right, so this was a couple years ago. Right? I, when I heard you do this show last time, I was like, man, I, I wanted to send you the story then, but I didn't get through. No, I, well, right, I, so I, it's funny. At the top of the show, I mentioned to the audience, I was like, this show, every it, it went gangbusters. And everybody's like, dude, you guys got to do another one. And I was like, look, I promise I will. Um, so I'm glad you yeah. saved this story. Yeah, this is this, is, this was this was one of the wilder ones I've been through. Right? So like I said, it was about two years ago. And um, I, I work in Northeast Florida. And 
when you the, the dispatchers, you don't always get the best of notes to know what you're going to. So all the notes they provide uh, assault from self. That's all you silly. Obviously, assaulted himself. Somehow we didn't know how. Then it's not a suicide. It's said assault from self. So we go rolling up, and there was already a cop on scene. Get upstairs, walk into the guy's apartment, and there's a guy laying in front of me, naked, face down, handcuffed, completely covered in blood. Jesus. So, yeah, I, I kind of look at the guy, and I see something sticking out of the back of his neck that looked like it was metal. And I, I asked the cop, I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, man, all I know is I got here a couple minutes ago. I heard there was a call for a simple disturbance, and I opened or knocked the door. The guy opened the door and had just finished stalling his balls off with one of those uh, those old subway type Ginsu knives. And he goes, the guy's just standing there, holds his balls, and he's like, all, all I could do was tackle him. And he tackled this naked guy, handcuffed, and flipped him over. So basically what we found out was uh, the guy had been sniffing those bath salts, which a couple years ago were all over the place here in northeast Florida. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I I like the fact that this is in Florida. Um, we do mm-hmm. a segment on Ross Patterson Revolution called Crime Corner, where we talk about fucked up I, crimes that happen around the, the I, country. I, I've, literally, I've literally never listened to one of your shows. I listen religiously. Ah, oh, thanks, man. I, uh, well, anyways, all of these crime corners, the, the stories are always from fucking Florida, man. I can't imagine yep. working down there because all of this fucked up shit happens. So this guy's <laughs> balls were cut off and he, his eye was stabbed down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, he's on his thumb. I go to flip him over because I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell how good he was breathing. I flip him over, and the first thing I look at, obviously, freaking balls are gone. They're, they're laying over on the floor next to him. I look up at him, or look up at his face just to try to assess breathing, and one of his eyes are gone. And I feel around the back of his head to see what that, that metal thing was that I felt, and I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? The long and the short was the guy had sniffed a bunch of those assholes. He had taken a big, um, a big knife, like a big kitchen cutting knife, held it on the handle against the wall, and slammed his back of his head repeatedly into it. And one of his neck, not his actual head. Snapped the handle off, so it's a blade sticking out of the back of his neck. Proceeded to go get another knife and stab himself in the left eye. I mean, it didn't pop out. There was nothing. He stabbed it until it was just sitting there. And then I guess that was around the time when. You know, the neighbor downstairs called the police for a disturbance call. And when they got there, he was finishing cutting the old sack. When when the cop walked in, the cop just freaked out and tackled him here. He was like, I didn't know what else to do. This guy, it was just a train wreck. Craziest part. We, we can do We can do follow-ups. But every now and then, you want to know what the outcome was. That dude walked out of the hospital four days later with an eye patch on and his balls. And then what used to be his balls with a manager that they said. No way. Like like nothing happened. Yep. Like it was just another day yep. at the J-O-B for that guy. Yep. Wow. Uh, what? Did, let, let me ask you this, because I've never seen cut off human testicles in real life. What does it look like? I always figured they would unravel like an ancient Egyptian scroll or something like that. Man, it, he, he, he literally, he cut it off down at the base of his, his dong. It was just... Oh man, it was like a bloody mess down there. It was you could see the opening and just shredded, and it was it was not a clean cut at all. It was it was pretty gnarly. It, it looked like a miniature grip. He just went off under his dick down there. It wasn't a straightrazors.com clean cut, a smooth cut. <laughs> no, this was this was a super serrated old school blade knife, and I used to from the top find those uh, serrated blades. It was a freaking mess. Yikes! But the good thing is, 
good thing is that dude's not going to be repopulating our planet, so one less Florida kid out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it but it is a great a Florida man story. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, you taking the time, Brian. <laughs> All right, bro. Take care. Take care. Have, Have a good, good night. night. Hello. Hey, is this Kyle? This is Kyle. It's Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. How are you, man? Amazing. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, what do you got for me? What's, what's your What's your craziest story? So um, I can't even think of all the craziest, but I can give you a recent one that was pretty fucking wild. Um, so we had a dude who called for abdominal pain, just like bullshit EMS stuff. And we get there and the house reeks like shit. Like someone took an active shit somewhere outside of a room you should normally shit in. So this dude is walking around the house and I thought he's wearing gloves. It's dark and there's no really lights inside the house. <clears throat> Does not wear gloves, has shit on his hands. Dude's walking around with like shit gloves, effectively. And he walks up to us to like touch us or shake my hand, whatever the fuck he's trying to do with his shit hands. And we back away and keep away from old shit hands. Yeah. And uh, we're like, hey, man, what, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, well, I couldn't poop for a while. So I started using my fingers to get it out. So the dude literally finger banged himself. Didn't work. So then he started grabbing other objects around the house. And he's like, got something to get far, far up enough to get it out. So the dude effectively just finger banged himself until he found his wife's, uh, like, a, what the fuck is it called? Butterfly dildo? The one that's got like the two vibrating ends on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just put that in there and turned it on and let it wiggle itself around a little bit until he can get his poo out. Oh. And then it didn't stop. He tried to catch it and just gave himself a good old pair of shit gloves. And if you can imagine like a toddler shitting on their hands and running around the house, effectively is what he did in his panic. Yeah. And just, oh, man. That was within the last 30 days. So shit gloves was a pretty recent development for my crazy story portfolio. Where are you working at? What city? Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I imagine you see shit like that, pun intended, all the time. Uh, I mean, not to that level of, of ass play, but, you know, <laughs> people do some dumb shit. We've, you'd be surprised at how many old people finger bang themselves and they can't poop. God damn it. That like, is I, I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm really sad to say that I've seen enough rosebuds on old ladies in my lifetime without even having to pay for it on porn. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can imagine. Uh, you're probably tired of seeing him. You're probably not a big ass-eating guy, I would imagine. No, not, not not so much anymore. Like, just not so much. Man, that is uh, that is a filthy one. But if you ask, if you ask nicely, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I look. I, I, I totally get it. Um, if, if you ask nicely about anything, we'll all do a lot of shit. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> well, Kyle, I, I appreciate you taking the time tonight, man. Well, have a good one, man. Thanks for calling. All right, I'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Oh, this is Mike. Hey, what's up, Mike? Uh, this is Ross Patterson from Drinking Bros. No oh, shit. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? Not much, just grabbing a beer. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You've got an interesting name on uh, Facebook is your handle. What is that? <laughs> it's uh, Michael Edward Backwards, but it works out because I'm Jewish, so everyone thinks my name is some crazy like... Lahaim. yeah, I was like, dude, is your name Lahaim Dreidel? 
Um, Obviously, you know, this is our uh, first responders craziest stories episodes. Uh, What do you got? And uh, what's uh, what do you do? Well, um, I actually left law enforcement about uh, three months ago. I actually I met a girl through a different bus responders. Uh, I was in Virginia. She was in Texas. I came down to Texas and not No up. shit. Wait, I'm going so, uh, to stop you right there. That's awesome. So, like, do people really do meet each other through drinking bros? Yeah, yeah. Actually, and we had a thing uh, for a while going on at First Responders where, like, every Friday and Saturday, we did, like, a big old group video chat with each other just to, uh, you know, talk about the stresses of the work week or whatever. And, like, Everyone's kind of decompress and talk to shit in an environment where, you know, you couldn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. They say all the things you couldn't say in public, you know? Yeah, that's, and, uh, uh, look, that's, and that's what Drinking Bros is. A lot of people don't know that it's, you know, it's a private Facebook page, and then once you're in, you're in, and, uh, you know, fuck. It's all people who are like us in here who are disgusting. Oh, exactly. It's like, I mean, stuff you'd never say in front of your mother, hopefully. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I do this show in front of my, my mother sometimes oh, listens yeah, to yeah, it, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh what's your story all right so um, i worked as a uh, undercover narcotics deputy in uh, rural virginia and uh, because of that i never really uh, was in a uniform or uh, drove a marked police vehicle and i i never brought one home and uh, one day i decided as uh, i came home for lunch and i was in a marked uh, a sheriff's deputy vehicle and i had a really nosy neighbor they kind of wanted to like you know sit at the window and take notes of what you're doing and uh Parked my police car in the driveway. She comes walking over and says, uh, oh, I didn't realize you're a police officer. And I just looked at her and nonchalantly said, oh, I'm, no, I'm not. And then just walked into my house and I grabbed some stuff and got back on the road. I didn't think anything else of it. Well, she took that seriously and ended up calling 911 and reporting that I had stolen a police car. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So that's our rough. Initially, you know, they rolled units to the house, but I had already left by then. And then I started getting, they figured out whose address it was. I started getting phone calls all the way up my chain of command. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Were, yeah. <laughs> so, cause yeah, you know, that's kind of a big phone call to get that there's a stolen police car rolling through your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah so that, one would was, say uh, there was uh, some paperwork involved and I got a little slap on the wrist because, you know, I probably should have told her I was, but then uh, about a week later, you know, we got squared away. I actually told her like, no, actually I work for the sheriff's department, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she said, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I do a, narcotics work um plainclothes officer she's like well shouldn't you not tell people that you're undercover and i was like oh damn you busted me i guess i'm a shitty cop and uh that turned into a whole another set of paperwork done from her <laughs> she, she, she reported me for that too so i did just say i had a, had a really healthy relationship with my neighbor wow well look you, you stole a car and not a lot of people get to do that in this life so we're super proud of you for that one well, thank you, bud. Hey, thanks for the call. <laughs> thanks for being on, man. We appreciate you. Hell yeah. All right, take care. All right, you too, man. Hello? Keith. Yes, sir. How are you? It's Ross Patterson. Hey, I'm great, man. How are you? I'm real good. I'm real good. Uh, it's been a wild show so far. I gotcha. <laughs> Talking about uh, <laughs> craziest stories. Uh, for first responders, what, what what do you do and, and where do you live in right right now? So I live about uh, a, two hours up the coast from where you are, um, around a little place called Moorhead City. Okay. Atlantic Beach area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm in a small rural fire department, uh, little volunteer organization. And uh, I got charged 
by a snake one time. What? So, yeah. What what, so, what kind of snake uh, charges you? Well, long story short, we get dispatched to a. Uh, I'm gonna step out of the car real quick. We get dispatched to a uh, mutual aid fire for about 50 acres of woods that are going up. And there's a couple of houses on the edge of the wood line that the forestry service would like us to protect. So we get there and, you know, we're the second in people. And uh, we were in charge of making sure this little Quonset hut, um, maybe 50 by 100 feet long, was, you know, protected so that the encouraging fire coming through the trees doesn't really bother. Get there and there's a pond. And we had a younger kid with us who was, you know, hadn't been issued turnout gear or anything. He just wanted to help. And put him on the end of this dock to watch the draft tube that we use to pull water out of the pond and make sure that that doesn't actually clog up with anything, you know, weeds and sticks and shit like that. So I go ask him. Well, his name's Will. Will, everything going good? Yeah, man. But there's a big-ass water moccasin that keeps floating around over here. You swim back and forth. I said, well, now you have two jobs, Will. Your job is to keep an eye on that snake and make sure that tube doesn't clog up. All right, cool. So leave, come back a half an hour later. Will, where's the snake? Ah, uh, I don't know. And we're standing on the end of a pier. I use pier generously. It's actually like a finger dock, about two feet wide and eight feet long. And we're looking for this snake. Turn to walk off of this dock, and it's on the end of the dock between us and land. What? So, yeah <laughs> yeah so i get on the radio and i'm like hey uh my partner like yeah hey, i got a problem like, what's the problem there's a snake in between us and land he's like just jump off I'm like man i'm not jumping off of this damn dock in all this turnout gear you know i got 150 pounds of shit on me i'm just sitting like a rock he's like all right hold on and him being an asshole he just turns the fire hose over to about where we were and sprays the ground which causes the snake to freak out and charge right down this dock. As it turns, it comes down the dock. Will screams like a woman. I'll never let him live it down. <laughs> it jumps up on the end of a piling, and I'm standing there in all this, you know, turnout gear stuff. I'm not jumping anywhere. And I just closed my eyes and, you know, waited for the end, kind of. And it went over top of both of my boots. And shot off into the pond. Holy shit. How big is this snake, by the way? It, you know, people are like, oh, man, it probably wasn't a water moccasin. It looked to me, I've seen him before. It looked just like a water moccasin. And she was running about two feet, two and a half feet long and big and fat. Like, it was an aggressive, you know, it wasn't, it didn't bite at us or anything. But I don't like snakes. I'm not like, oh, man, that's. This kind of snake, it's not poisonous. I don't care. I don't want it charging at me while I'm on the end of the dock and can't do nothing about it. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I'm yeah. look, I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> me too, because that was what I thought when it turned and came down that dock and there's nowhere to go. It's just, you know. Yeah. No, well, I, it's been a good run. Yeah, it's been a good run. <laughs> it, it's been a long, it's, it's like the Paul Walker song. You know, it's been a long day without you, my friend. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> and, and we got, you know, after I shot off into the water and I wet myself with the water hose so I could pretend I hadn't pissed myself, walked back up there and saw this grizzly old did you, by, did you piss yourself? 
No, but I came close. If I hadn't been out there, if I, <laughs> if I hadn't been out there sweating all day, if I had to piss, I'd have probably pissed myself. <laughs> get up there and this grizzled old paramedic was like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, man, he's got charged by a fucking snake. Like, well, what kind was it? I said, well, I think it was water moxie. I said, was it big? Yeah, it was, it was fairly large. Oh, you guys have been fine. The old ones don't really inject a lot of venom most of the time. I'm like, bitch, I don't care. I'm not worried about that snake hitting me as much as I am what I'm going to do to myself to try to get away from this thing. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. I fucking get it. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. Well, look, I'm glad you're alive t- uh, to tell about the, the story. And uh, you, you look, you lived to tell the tale on Drinking Bros oh, yeah. podcast. So awesome. that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And you know what? If I had to do it again tomorrow, just for this opportunity, eight years down the road, I would. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being on the show, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. And on that note, thank you again to all of our first responders out there for uh, doing what you do, keeping us safe, and uh, (laughs) having some of the craziest stories on the fucking planet. Jesus Christ. You guys never fucking disappoint. And uh, these are are my favorite shows. We'll we'll have to do this uh, again sometime. Uh, (laughs) I am Ross Patterson. Thank you for listening to Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.